Welcome to The Time Is Now. I am your host, Michael Stafford. It is Wednesday, October the 12th. Yeah, man, all this is is a continuation from yesterday. Yesterday's show was so good, so juicy, we had to have two. So we're going to have a continue with Tony back on the mic. So sit back, relax, and we'll see you on the other side. We talk about that all day, but we got we got a, we got some other things we got to burn through. We still have other sports. We have not yet talked about baseball, man. And we, we starting to, we starting the NLDS ALDS right now. But before the we even get there, Mets went home. Be, before we get there, before we get there, I want I wanted to share this little nugget with you. Did you see the clip online with that freshman young lady? I didn't even get a chance to write down the school she was from, but she kicked a forty yard field goal. Did you see that? I did not. Okay, I gotta send you the footage, and, I, and I'll give more context to it later. I should have because I, I had it all in my phone, but I, I wrote everything on paper because my phone was dying. But young lady kicked it clean, clean. She had she could have she could have easily got maybe fifty yards, forty five yards, right? So you imagine it's yeah, exactly. So this leads me to believe that is the one position that cannot really be touched more than a quarterback is the kicker. And I saw it on one of these movies before years ago, probably 20 year old movie where they had a female kicker. I, I think it was called The Replacements or not The Replacements, but uh, one of those movies had the armadillo, whatever. It was like a college team and they had a female kicker. Do you think it'll be a point one day where women will play at least kicker play in the NFL? Not anytime soon. I, I don't see it. Um, could they? Yes. I just think that. Um, It'll be quite some time till that happens. I don't know, bro. If a female, if a woman, they hate when you say female. When a when a woman can kick the ball sixty plus yards with accuracy and, and consistency, if it has to be something else. It can't it has to be something outside of the norm. It can't be just forty yards because a lot of kickers can yeah, kick forty it's, yards. It's, it has to be something, be something like something, yes. Yeah. So if, and, and I don't think it's too far. You need one with a big leg or, or someone who we even because how many of them are even trying to do it. I'm pretty sure there's a lot of soccer players. There's a lot of softball players. Softball feet, uh, ladies um, have very strong lower dexterities. They have very strong legs. They need that power to hit those balls deep. You get a young lady who comes up playing Little League or, or even in high school and, and is playing a kicker for at least four to five years and she does the same thing through college. So now you have someone who's played several years as a kicker and now she's an accurate 60-yard kicker. I don't think we're too far from it. I think I think we're probably like five years away from it, in my opinion. I think, I think it's going to be longer, and I'm going to tell you why, Mike. Right. So unfortunately, for that young lady that does come out doing it, she's not going to get the chance. You know you know how it is. It's a, it's a testosterone-driven sport, and uh-huh. she might not get the, the chance. 
but maybe the third or fourth female that does get to that point that is doing it and mm-hmm. is able to prove over and over, they might get that crack. But right. the first one, I don't think so. Because you know how it is, man. It's messed up. But I just think, and you know how they look at things. So I just think they'll be the perfect. I think that's the one sport that it could happen because the kicker is not really, I say, is not really a football player. Can't touch him. Can't do. And all you got to do is kick the ball. No, I, I think that, I think that's the one sport which is which that, is so no, funny. That our most barbaric sport. Our most barbaric sport. The best chance of female a, a woman has a chance to play with the men will be football, well, not basketball, be, not 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 baseball. They don't even play. They play so it'll be football as a kicker. It, that would be the position that it would happen in, but it would be quite quite a way. I don't know. We'll have to see. Uh, you know, and, and then uh-huh. I, I will tell you one thing. So remember when I was telling you earlier about expanding the NFL roster? Has to do something with kicking, actually. Mike, have you ever thought of this? And why no NFL coach has ever thought of this? How many guys that played um, college basketball that are 6'9, 6'10, that are athletic as can be? that can run, jump, and have a 40-50 inch vertical leap. Why is it that an NFL coach, and I just want to get your your input on this, has not gone out and got one of these guys and turned him into his field goal blocker. Give him a face mask. He's 6'10", with a vertical. He's just creeping back and forth on the line. He's just creeping back and forth on the line, and the moment that ball it's gets too high, easy, his job is to just jump straight up. The fear he, he would inflict in kickers. This is, now. <laughs> this is, this is super easy. First of all, guys who play special teams in the NFL don't get paid a lot of money. That's one. Number two, back to the money thing. If a guy has those attributes, there's no reason why he would not go to the NBA and make more money that's guaranteed and possibly most likely play a longer career. You make far more money. You have the potential to make more money as a baseball player, but basketball players have the best contracts. No, but Flat I'm out. talking about I'm talking about guys that's not going to make the NBA. No, I'm talking about that's six not foot even nine, go to Spain. athletic. He'll be in the NBA. He, that, he, 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 he will make good money playing basketball. There's no reason why you would do that to play in special teams in the NFL. You're gonna that's the reason why. Tell me, there isn't a guy on a college bench somewhere that can jump, that has a vertical leap between 40 and 50 nine. inches and 6'9", that is... That can't he'll, do that. He'll take his chance playing overseas. What are you talking uh, about? He'll play I, in the G League. I'm, no. I'm just surprised an NFL head coach has not thought of that. To say, hey, I want you to play special teams. What? I'm no, six no, nine. Spe- no, 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 no. Not special teams. His job is just one job, just like a kicker. His job is to block the kicker. Bro, that's if last time I checked, that's a special teams position. Yes, I get it. Okay. He would jump straight up. His one job is to come in. And let's say the field goal kicker is kicking a 60-yarder. His job is just to stand there, take a little running lead, and jump straight up. It will never happen. (laughs) On to the Dodgers. We just talked about it. On to the Dodgers. As you were saying, the Dodgers just lucked up because the Padres knocked out the Mets. All because their manager decided, I don't want to play DeGrom. He did this back years ago in his old team. I don't want to play DeGrom because he, I'm because you're already looking past the Padres mm-hmm. for the Dodgers series. Instead of playing DeGrom game one, you lose, I think, seven to four or something like crazy. And then you come back, you win, and you start Max Scherzer. Scherzer got lit up. 
Then you come back and you win game two. You played the Grom game two. Now you needed him. But this is the thing. Say you do win, you still have the Grom on less rest going into the next series. Like, play the Grom. Play the persons in front of you. It's a short series. It's a three-game series. You cannot afford to lose one game, let alone put yourself in position to lose. Because losing one game in a short series is like losing two. Right? So why not play the Grom? Because you're worried about the Dodgers moving forward and you killed yourself. Because you want to you have the opportunity to play the Grom at least three times against the Dodgers, but you didn't make it there. Now the Dodgers play the Padres, who they dominated. I said this on previous shows. The only team I'm worried about, I'm not worried about the, I'm not worried about the Braves or the Phillies. A lot of people are. I said, we're going to get our revenge against the Braves. I'm worried about the Braves. I'm not worried about the Astros, right? If they meet them in the World Series. I'm not worried about the Yankees. Only team I was worried about were the Mets. The Mets had our number all year, particularly Jacob DeGrom. So now that they're out of it, I feel like the, like like the uh, uh, what's his name again, the the manager for the Dodgers. Uh, I don't know, I forget. Dave Roberts. Roberts. Roberts said at the beginning of the season, we're winning it. He pulled up Pat Riley. We're winning it this year. And now with the Mets out of the way, I feel like the stars are aligning, and the Dodgers are going a straight path. They're gonna. I think they're gonna beat them. I don't know if the Padres are gonna. I think they're gonna sweep them. Honestly, I think they're gonna sweep the Padres. What do you think about uh, what's going on with the Dodgers right now? How do you feel about all of that right now? As as, as that starts, um, they they play um, um, they play tonight. To, well, t- Tuesday night at six six thirty seven. Well, look at it. They have no excuse. There's no excuse because that one team that had their number is out. Yep. The Mets are out of it. They. Well, I think what did what did they do? Fifteen and six or something like that against the Padres during the regular season. It was it was worse than that. Uh, yeah, it, it was yeah. it was crazy. Yeah, it was, yeah. It was insane. They dominated. They dominated so them. They year. dominated them. So they should be able to get through the Padres. They'll yep. probably get to the Braves. They'll get their revenge to the, uh, on the Braves. And how awesome would it be to see the Astros? Astros yes, yeah, yes. In the yes. World Series. Yes. And even even if it's not the Astros, let's just say the Yankees. It's the Yankees, even better. Yeah, yeah, even better. LA versus New York. So yes, baseball season. Uh, you know, Brooklyn versus over. Bronx. Now, That's how I'm going back to old Brooklyn versus Bronx. And now you get into the <laughs> postseason where this is where things get going. This is where yeah. things get hot. So it's the month of October, the best month in all of sports. Most definitely, most definitely. So hopefully the Dodgers get it done. You know, as we go along through these weeks, we'll talk more and more about it. And tomorrow, we'll find out what Game One has in store. And who, who, what would this show be if I didn't want to spice it up a little bit, talk a little trash? Because as we just mentioned, the Dodgers going to be like on a straight line through through the, the postseason to the World Series. And our opinion, and our opinion is valid. Put your money on it. Go to the gambling books right now and see the Dodgers going to go to the World Series. Most likely going to face the Yankees. The Yankees at least going, they're going to beat the Guardians. We know that. But the Yankees, right? And all this hoopla, Aaron Judge is the MVP, and most likely he's going to be the MVP. How, what would the storyline be that Aaron Judge goes against goes to the World Series all roided up to go against – wait, what? <laughs> oh, 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 did somebody say it? His guy got 62 home runs. He breaks the AL record. Now they're pumping it up like it's better because everybody in the NL was all roided up. So does it count? Oh, yeah, uh, Sosa, McGuire. But the guy who's the king was 73 – is, uh, is, is Barry Bonds, who's actually never been convicted, accused, and he was not in that report before the creams and all that stuff. But we just assume because he got so big in the that late in his, in his career that he was roided up. Last time I checked, all players get big towards the end of the career. Look at Albert Pujols. 
What are we talking about? And who's to say Albert Pujols wasn't all roided up for that run to get to 700? But no one talks about it. He probably was, he probably roided up for a month to make sure he got it because he knew his seat, his career was over and he was looking horrible. Look at his numbers. He was he was batting yeah. he was he was batting a hundred, a hundred yeah. and something. He was batting under two hundred into that final stretch. He started batting damn near four hundred. Hello, what was his slugging that that last two months? So all of a sudden he's got the founder of the youth in the last two months of his career. Bull crap. I'll call it bull crap, but no one says anything. No one says Look. anything. Aaron Judge, hold on real quick. Aaron Judge was never a killer. But guess what? The, the reason why they don't suspect him, they say because he's always been big. Um, was he? It was this swole. He started getting big all the way through, was that college? He started getting bigger and bigger. So his whole time in the pros, he's big. That's because he was roided up the whole time. How about he's been roided up since he was 17 years old? Why is that so far from the realm of uh, possibility? What do you think about that? Look, is there roids in, in sports? Yes. In baseball, it's always been around. Could he be? Yeah, he could be roided up. He is. I'm not gonna. I'm not, I'm not gonna say he is or he isn't. What, what was his but highest like, home run? To- what was his highest home run total before that? Was it like 52 or something like that? Yeah, but look, Mike. All of a sudden, think you about just, it. just get With more. Baseball, baseball's always been in, in a contract year. In a contract look, year. Think about they, that. They, think about that. Look, they've always been. Baseball's always been very weird about just baseball in general. They play with the baseballs. Now, look, I actually have a World Series ball from that year that the Dodgers and the Astros uh, played each other. That ball's slick. It's an actual game ball. It's super, super slick. Baseball's always done this. Where the ball, they change it around and guess what? More home runs are happening. Oh, guess what? There's always cheating involved. No matter what. Remember the spider tack. Then you had uh, the steroids. Then you had the PEDs. The little chewables, uh, a rod. Remember the cork bats? Right. These are the cork the bats. Court bats. So on, it's man. always going to be part Pine of the sport, no matter no matter what. So at this point, I look back at guys like uh, McGuire, Barry Bonds, Sammy Sosa, all these guys that have been accused of you know doing the steroids, or you know what? Let them in the Hall of Fame. You too know late why? now. Too late for Never. Barry for sure. Yeah, it was too late. But you know what? Sucks. In my eyes, yeah, I, I hated him, but the dude's a Hall of Famer. He's a Hall of my Famer. My eyes. Look, my eyes. He was Hall of Famer before the alleged juice. Before, exactly. So my eyes tells me that the dude is a superstar. And you're going to sit there and tell me, yeah, he did the roids. But Kevin Brown also did the roids. And he pitched against him. Yep. So you're supposed to. equal playing field. Exactly. It was an equal playing field across that whole era. That pitcher who got caught, who was trying to be all above with the bloody sock. Who's that name? uh, Schilling. 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 Yeah, Schilling. You had all these guys. All these guys doing it. it. Look, so it's and, even playing field. And look, myself, I'm a big Dodger fan. I love the Dodgers. I love and hate relationship with them, but I love them. Gagne was on the roids. There you go. All these guys were on the roids. So what are in we doing? A, so what are we doing? So at this point, look, it is what it is. The, if the guys hit 100 home runs now, fine. It's baseball. Just don't sit there and say, oh, well, guess what? Now, this year... We're going to go ahead and make the pitcher mound higher or lower, or we're going to change this baseball. That's what gets me about baseball. Like, look, just go out there and play. If you want to give the, the pitcher spider attack, go ahead. Sure. But let the let the hitter be on roids. That's what it's been this whole time, right? So that's just my thought on baseball. Watch it. Enjoy it. Yeah, you know what? He, he might be on the roids, but I, I like watching it. I enjoy watching home runs. Baseball is boring to watch over nine innings. So you do need some offense. 
which is why we always get drunk at the games. This is my final thought um, on on that whole era. So you want to label it the steroid era. Okay, great. So if anything, you could put asterisks next to the records that were broken. That's even fine. That's- However, because it is a whole era of it, that does not mean these guys do not belong in the Hall of Fame. Because the Hall of Fame is like, yes, the record books, home runs, or stolen bases, whatever you want to say. Okay, you want to put it in the record book, put an asterisk, that's fine. But let's not say like their entire careers were in that era. That's the part that's not fair. That's the part where it's like, you, now you're being holier than thou. You're keeping them out of the Hall of Fame for some other reason that, that that's, that's despicable. That's why baseball, to me, has lost the whole title of America's pastime. Football is going to keep that. They'll be the kings of it. The basketball is going to be the world's favorite pastime. It's the most global sport, period, next to soccer. Next to soccer, but it's but it's fastly catching the goals and the gap on it because it's so electrifying and appealing and, and the scoring and, and, and it's just so diverse and, and it's easy. It's fun to watch. It's more fun to watch. You know, it's people rather instead of watch people jog up and down the field. We we want to see quick action, alley oops, the three-point shot, and stuff like that. And As we, one, mm-hmm. one more thing about that too. If you really sit there and look at basketball compared to baseball. Yeah. Basketball, even even eighty two games, right? But it yep. goes by so fast. Yeah. Baseball is a marathon of one hundred and sixty two games. Yeah, you, you don't yeah. you don't even pay attention to their records. You, don't, you, you, exactly. you can miss twenty games and even know you missed twenty games of the season. Exactly. I really do think they should shorten up the season a little bit and make the playoffs actually a little longer. Yeah, like, playoffs you, should be longer. Playoffs mm-hmm. should have more teams in it. That's one thing about them. They'll have a, a small percentage, like forty percent or whatever, of the teams get in. And they and they extended it uh, 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 two extra teams, they yes. but and it's still like forty percent. Where the NBA has it the other way, they have like sixty plus percent going in. I think the NBA has too many teams to play in, and the Correct. NFL uh, M- MLB has too few teams. Yes, I think they should think balance it out. They should shorten up the season a little bit, make the playoffs longer, yeah. let an extra team come in, let yeah. the series be longer. Yeah, because like look, just what happened in the Mets, they got bounced. Yeah, they got bounced. They could have easily, definitely easily, but they had their best chance, best team to beat the Dodgers. It's similar to um, WNBA, but see, the WNBA season is so short, and there's only ten teams, or is it twelve? I want to say it's twelve. I think it's 12. it's twelve. It's twelve teams in the WNBA, and they used to have the single game elimination until this just this past year. So now they have the best of three in the first round. But but the fact that you have baseball. That these because these ladies play like what 20 something games they don't play a lot of games right and then so i don't have a problem with the best of three i have a problem with best of three you play 160 plus games and now you tell me two games you're out come on correct yeah that, that's just that's not okay they should have seven they should be like nba seven game series all the way throughout there should be no buys nfl i like it mlb i said no well i don't know well, maybe the buy is fine make maybe it the buy is fine but make but, it like the old nba uh, the old nba sorry uh it used to be a five Make the yeah. first series. Five, you can at least do that. You know, top two records get a fir- uh, first round buy. Yes, and then you have the other four yeah. to get in, and there you yeah. go. Yeah, I can see and that. that would make add another sense. team. Add another team in there, right? And then uh, best out of five that first round, and the other one's seven. Straight seven, up. yes. Just like the old NBA. Like, Got it. Yep. yep. That would make way more sense. And short season, like get eight uh-huh. in. Get eight in, so sixteen in of the thirty. So now you're like at fifty five percent, which is fine. So now you get you you get that. Then you shorten the season from like one sixty two to like one thirty, one twenty something. I right? mean, keep it at about one thirty eight. Yeah, you know, one thirty eight, one twenty four. I would like it shorter than that, but say say one thirty eight because you got to remember these owners still have to make the money. It's not not every owner 
makes mm. money like Josh whoa, whoa, Taylor. Whoa, whoa, whoa. By adding the extra team and lengthening those series, almost doubling the length of, of the playoffs, you're adding another 33%. Right, but you make more why. money. You make more money. You make more TV money. That no, no. Way. Yes, the teams that get in make more money. But now let's talk about the sorry teams that have no shot. You know, oh, they don't do revenue that, sharing. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Right. And so, so oh, thinking about you're gonna take it. away so many home <laughs> games from them, and it's not like let, let's especially talk, poor let's teams see. like the Athletics. No, no, just. Talk about the Marlins, right? Say someone like the Marlins. Yeah, poor team. That they only get 3,000, yeah. you know, people in the stands. Oh, man, and you're that gonna changes take everything. you're going to take 10 home games away from them. You know, that that takes away remnants. A lot of a lot of, a lot lot of of buying power to even have a, a, a decent team. Exactly. Wow. So you can't shorten it up that and, the, and, and their CBA would never allow revenue sharing and uh, salary caps. They see how it kills people like especially like nba the amount of money they're making from the tv deals people are like all oh, these guys making too much but 200 million dude lebron james should have 550 million <laughs> if they had no yeah. cap right we have another honorable mention just yesterday on part one of this podcast we gave a special shout out for the happy birthday segment, Angela Lansbury. She was going to be 97 this coming up Sunday, and she has passed so soon um, after, which is un- not normal when we're doing these. Hollywood legend Angela Lansbury, famous for murder she wrote, and as the voice of Mrs. Potts and Beauty and the Beast, has died. Angela did. Angela died Tuesday at her home in L.A., according to a statement from her family. They say she passed in her sleep at 1.30 a.m. Although she most beloved for her role as murder mystery Jessica Fletcher on the iconic TV hit Murder, She Wrote, Angela was an incredibly accomplished star of the stage before her huge television career. The British-born actress won five Tony Awards while starring in productions like Sweeney Todd, The Demon Barber of Fleet Street, Gypsy, and Dear World. She was awarded a sixth Tony as a Lifetime Achievement Award. Murder ran for 12 seasons on CBS from 1984 to 1996 and was the network's biggest hit during its run. She got 12 Emmy nominations for the role. Angela Lansbury passes away at 96. May she rest in peace. Now, back to the show. Right, yeah. But uh yeah, man. That 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 that's totally crazy. Uh, base stick it to the NBA. We were just talking about it. Yeah. And LeBron James. Uh well LeBron James. Um this season, I don't know if you knew this, but um as the season goes on the way, he's trying to put himself in position to win a championship. We're not gonna do any projections, predictions. The season starts uh this Tuesday. I believe. Let me see. I have the schedule in front of me. It starts this Tuesday. They, I think they open up against the Warriors on ring night. Yeah, so that's the uh, Christmas schedule. But they open up um, on ring night versus the Warriors this Tuesday coming up next week on the 18th, uh, 7 p.m. East uh, Pacific time. And then the Celtics open up the season versus the 76ers. We won't touch on all that today. We're going to stick back to LeBron James. 
LeBron James needs 1326. 13, so that's 1326 points to surpass an all-time scoring record in the regular season. A lot of people get that twisted. LeBron fans want to kill you. He already has a record. We're not counting playoffs. This guy's been to like like 15, 16 uh, uh, playoffs in like 10 finals, okay? We're not talking about that. We're talking about regular season scoring points. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar still holds that. LeBron James 1,326 points away. Based on his average, even if it goes down, it's anywhere between 55 to 44 games. He will need to break that record. This is what I'm going to say. I looked at the schedule, and I know LeBron's big on theatrics. I say it's going to take him 50 games exactly. And that will be on Ju uh, January 31st at the Madison Square Garden versus the Knicks on TNT. That's the game he breaks it. And that's and that's also Kareem's hometown. To go to Kareem's hometown at the greatest arena in all of sports on TNT, Thursday night basketball. That's when he does it. And that is also to... There's no NFL that week. <laughs> There's no NFL that week. There's no Thursday night football. It's just basketball. There's no baseball. There's no. It's only basketball. Basketball has haven for that week. NFL comes back a week or so later. There's nothing. There's no Thursday night football. There is NFL play. I think, I think be the, the, they should be going, getting ready for the Super Bowl. That's that week off for the Super Bowl. And then the next week after that is the Super Bowl. So that is the perfect week. Week 50 of the NBA. All eyes on LeBron. TNT. And that would be great for the NBA. Yes. That'd be great for the NBA. It's going to be great pace for it. the Lakers. It'd be awesome for LeBron to do it there in New York. Yep. I mean, what do the Knicks really have anyway? They get to watch that. You know? Yep. That would be awesome for the NBA for him to do it there in Madison Square Garden. There's That's been where it's so many happen. great performances. That would be an ideal place for him to do it. Yep, and and it'll be a it'll be actually I think that's a that's a Tuesday. I'm sorry, I said Thursday night, but that's a even more even more. That's how you know there's no basketball or football. It's Tuesday night, Tuesday night, January 31st, and it, it's on a back to back. He's he plays against Brooklyn the night before on NBA TV, and it's Tuesday night. So there's, there's no Monday night football. I'm that's telling you, it, it's, it's the perfect perfect week. LeBron James is gonna go against KD. He's gonna ball out. Then the next night he's gonna play against the, the Knicks on TNT, gets the record, passes uh and, and market. I said it here. We'll go back to the tape. Mike Stafford said it late in the show. And <laughs> after we're an hour and 20 minutes in, and I was like, LeBron James is gonna get now, that record game. Let me ask against you, the Knicks. How do you feel about LeBron breaking that record? I feel nothing. You feel nothing? I feel nothing. Uh even in a Laker uniform? That makes it better, actually. That that actually makes it more That's palatable. That it happens in like a uniform. So the top four, and out of the top four scorers all time, is it four? I think it's five. What do you, what do you have, Kareem? Because we have Kareem, uh, LeBron, LeBron Kobe. and then Kobe. So Kobe falls. Kobe's yeah. Kobe. Kobe, Kobe is four. falls to four, and four, yeah. Malone goes down to three. Third. Yeah. Yeah. Uh -huh. yeah. So there you go. So out of the top four, three of them are Lakers. Actually, all four of them play for the Lakers. Yeah, Malone did that one season. That, that right? One season is all. Yeah, that lets you know. That doesn't count. No, 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 no. I'm not. I'm not saying he goes. I'm, I'm, I'm not saying he goes in as a Laker. LeBron's not a Laker. I don't care what you no. say. He won a championship. No, he, he, LeBron's more of a Laker than Carmelo Malone because he won the championship. He's gonna play like four or five seasons here. I know that. But LeBron, when he goes to the when he retires, he retires a Cleveland Cavalier, and he's only won one championship for them. But he came in with them. And, and and he's played most of his career there. But actually, by the time he's done with the Lakers, it'll be the same amount of um, uh, years here as it is in Cleveland. 
which is interesting. Someone needs to look that up. He's gonna have, he's gonna have equal time here as he did in Cleveland. So that's gonna be interesting. By the time his contract is up, it should be actually I think a year longer. So um, hmm, that's interesting. Lakers mm-hmm. might have to retire that jersey like they are gonna do with Paul Gasol this season. But anyways, um, <clears throat> have they said what date? They have not said what date. And I, I I'm gonna guess it's gonna be somewhere around the time when Kobe passed away. So that was what January 26th. And that that they yeah. played January twenty fifth at home. That's the last home game of the year. Uh, is gonna be. I'm sorry, of January. It's gonna be versus San Antonio Spurs at home. And I think that'll be a good time to do it. Or they could do it after the All Star break. Either or would be just fine. And after the All Star break, the first game at home versus after the All Star break will be uh, I think the Pelicans on ESPN. I don't know if they'll do it that night. Either the Pelicans or or the Golden State Warriors. I'm not sure. But anywho, <clears throat> that's how that's going to go down. Um, it's going to be around that time, second half of the season, January, February. I want to say it'd be against the Spurs, um, you know, because he did play for the Spurs as well uh, towards the end of his career. Um, that's what I guess there. But LeBron, LeBron doing that game 50. And I think the Lakers are feeling different. We're not going to get too much on that. I want to see how they start off the season, see if how Russ does, how the rotation goes. Speaking of the rotation, another one of those young gunners as they beat Golden State the other night. Did you get to see Matty Ice 2.0? Yes. Matty Ice 2.0 with six three-pointers. You're talking about Swider, Cole Swider. What about Matt Ryan? Matt Ryan with six three points in the second half as they beat Go to State Warriors. Do you think he's going to make the rotation? He might. <clears throat> he might. Well, it still doesn't matter. You need shooting. That's the one thing that team desperately needs is three point shooting. And you're going to have to give up something on the defensive end to be able to get some shooting there. And he might be that guy. Will he get big minutes? Of course not. But what does LeBron James do? He makes teammates better. He develops guys. Just go through his full career. And this is where you got to give LeBron James a lot of credit. Look at Cleveland. How many guys he got contracts for. Look at the Lakers. Caruso. A great little developmental guy. And blew him up. Now you have AR-15. He's had that throughout his whole career where he makes guys, he elevates them, they get paid, they move on. But then they become really good NBA players. Not all-stars, but good NBA players. I I don't see it because there's too many players who are getting bigger contracts, too many veterans. They're not going to do it. And and they definitely won't have space for him and Cole Swider. I think neither one of them gets into that lineup. But there was an interesting thing that I heard today that if one of the guys makes that roster, which is the 15th, it would cost the Lakers $7 million. There you go. So, you know, with that being said, they're probably going to dump him down in South. He's a G-leaguer. South, yeah, G-leaguer for now. Yeah. And then Both move of them up and down. Move them up and down. That's they, how they can always do that, that because, because they're going to have AD's not going to play 82. He's not going to play more than 60 games this year. You know, and LeBron's going to be right there with him with probably like 65 games. And then you're going to have other players like Patrick Beverly, like a lot of these old guys on the team who they're going to need late in the, in, 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 in the playoffs, especially if the Lakers get a good start to the season. These guys are going to come down. They're going to let the young guys come in there. But but my point is, my point is, Matt Ryan, these guys won't make the roster. Because you got Dennis Schroeder coming back, Juan Toscano. One thing I did notice, Lonnie Walker might make it to where Kendrick Dunn's tradable. Where yeah. you can you yeah, Lonnie Walker has not played point guard in his career, 
For the Lakers, he very well, very much well can. If you end up trading Russ Westbrook, you could trade none and package it however you want to do it. Get some, get some, get something back for Kendrick Nunn. I, I would say get like some some picks down the road because you're gonna lose your picks trying to sell. Get rid of Russ. Get rid of Russ. You're gonna get rid of two first round picks. That's what it is. At this you, point, just pl- just play him. Keep him on the bench. No, 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 no. But, but hear, hear what I'm saying with Lonnie Walker because now if you get rid of Russ and none because by sending away russ you're gonna you, there, there's no package out there where you don't give up you don't you don't give up uh two first rounders you can package you with another player but then i say send none he's an expiring contract but he could go to a team that actually needs him because of lonnie walker yeah he's six foot four he's always played off guard he's not a great shooter but if you watched him he has ball handling skills and he could create for the players and because he's six four that, that'll make him a huge point guard he does not play point guard. He plays guard off guard usually, or he's sometimes small forward. People, he's underrated um, because he was playing there with uh, San Antonio with the guy who just got sent over to a- Atlanta. What's his name again? Oh, uh, God. Oh, my God. Easy name, too. Uh, oh. Jesus. With the long arms. Um, it's going to come to oh, me. Oh, so, God. The point Murray? guard. Murray? Murray. Murray. Murray, right? Devante, Javante, Devante. Devante Murray. Yeah, De- DeJounte, DeJounte, DeJounte. DeJounte Murray, right. Because he was playing with DeJounte Murray, Lonnie Walker didn't have the uh, the opportunity to do that. On this Laker team, he can very well be a combo guard. Him and Pat Beverly showing up. 6'4 point guard, locking up defenders, amazing. Well, forget just not not a point guard, just a guard in general. Well, yeah, combo now, guard. The, yeah, now the, the way the NBA is. It's just a guard period it's not about being a point guard or a shooting guard guys that could defend three and d type guys um but why would you get rid of um Kendrick Nunn uh, he's miniature yeah. he's small he's they say six two he's like six one right yeah, but you you still need that score you still no, need it you know why he does not create as well and he does not defend as well but I if, if I'm if I feel as if I'm a coach like uh their current coach right now a defensive minded coaches could care less about guards like that small guards who can shoot who are streaky shooters at best but could play very little defense and is a streaky shooter I don't need him to score I don't need scorers okay. I, now, on, I don't need scores if I have Anthony Davis and LeBron James I don't need scores I don't need it I'm gonna get 60 every night from those guys what I need is defense and then also someone who can create for other players that's what I need when LeBron's up the floor who's creating when LeBron's up the floor for 15 plus minutes who's creating for other players Lonnie Walker could be that guy but Mike, you always need scoring in the NBA. No we matter have Dennis what. Schroeder. You're, Dennis Schroeder will give you 15. You're, you're always going to need. And look, I believe that they're lining themselves up that somewhere in that trade deadline, they're going to be able to trade Russ. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So Ru- Russ is gone. I, I, that, that's also scoring. That's 18 a night, 18, 20 a night, gone. Yeah. I think that you're, they're lining themselves up that somewhere in that trade deadline, something's going to pop up and they're going to be able to move Russ then without giving up those two picks. And that's going to be the best thing for the Lakers. I say move Kendrick Nunn as well and get picks back. Get some assets back. Just obviously I want picks and cash. I don't I don't want actually he's only making five million. You just do um exactly. two picks. Just just get just I'll send him off for, for a late first rounder. I don't care. I don't, I don't I think mean, I'm gonna need him. I don't think I'm gonna I don't think they're gonna need him. If you could get a wing that could shoot then you're making that deal. But no wings that can shoot are too valuable man. That's not gonna happen. That's well, not gonna happen. You're, you're gonna have to see till the trade trade deadline. And we have we already have those guys in our farm system. That that's that's what Matt Ryan and and Cole Swider are. Those are okay, rings, but who can shoot? Okay. Six foot LeBron seven, six James, foot nine. Uh, you have to remember, LeBron James is about winning. 
now. No, I know that. Okay, okay, so, so okay, no, no, you can win now. We can talk about this. We can, we'll get into this later, man. We're, we're getting deep into <laughs> it. But my point is, is that I think Lonnie Walker is a sneaky pickup. The Lakers stacked up in guard for a reason because they're going to plan to move Russell Westbrook and probably Kendrick Nunn as well. They want they want to showcase Kendrick Nunn because he let him down last year. And I think he has some personal issues. That's more of the reason why he could not play. But the, under this new regime, he's not going to want a small guard who cannot defend. I'm telling you what I know. They they got they they picked up Dennis Schroeder. And they picked up uh, 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 um, Patrick Beverly for a reason because they want they're going to move none, and they're also going to move Russell Westbrook. And I believe Lonnie Walker is going to fit in there just nicely, and to be able to create off the ball and play good defense. This guy had like three steals the other night, played limited minutes. I'm telling you, man, Lonnie Walker. No, I, I, I could see, I could see him starting once they move. I on can see him starting. Westbrook. Yeah, I, I see can him, see that happening. I see um, him starting over Patrick Beverly. I see Patrick Beverly going to back him up. Yep. Yeah. Beverly should be coming off the bench. Right, because he can't play yeah. those big minutes, but Lonnie Walker is young. Lonnie Walker's like 23 years old. Like, it's a perfect fit. Lonnie Walker, he, they didn't make it. He's paying, he's making almost $7 million a year. He's going to start. I actually do like some of the pickups the Lakers uh, had this year. I, yeah, man. Their roster is not bad. I know a lot of it's people balanced. are down on them. They're down on them. I athletic? know the shooting, shooting is the one problem they have, but they're athletic. They're young. That roster they had last year was ancient and old. Yeah. They literally did the opposite. That was a good team like five years ago. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, Six. obviously, yes. But now they're younger, they're faster, more athletic. Yeah. They literally just saw the writing on the wall and they saw what happened with yep. Golden State winning that championship. That they have to defend those type of teams. Yeah. Teams that can just stretch the floor and they need to be able to close out on that three-point line. Yep. Last year with that ancient team, they couldn't close out anyone. It was free shooting for anyone out there at the three-point line. Now this year, younger, more athletic. Uh, the shooting, like I said, is the question mark. But hey. I don't think it's a question mark because think of the, it like this. But This last thing about that because when you looked at Wing and Gabriel, who's starting to get more minutes, they re-signed them. Six foot nine, 25 years old, from Kentucky, about 205, 210 pounds, right? Cole Swider. Is also six foot nine, 23 years old, about 220. He's actually thicker in the pants. So if you could get similar defense, because the only reason why William Gabriel's even on the team, he can't, he's not an offensive threat. He's there for defense only. Now you have Cole Swider who can actually play all three levels. And he's actually bigger than William Gabriel. His arms are not as long, but he's bigger than William Gabriel. And he gives you serviceable defense, but he's gonna give you what he what he lacks with defense, he's gonna multitude that. What William Gabriel could give you offensively. Cole Swiner can see him working his way into the mix and William Gabriel getting worked out of it later in the season. Yes. Are you tired of spending your entire weekend at dealerships only to feel as if you got a raw deal? Don't you hate all the back and forth and haggling for countless hours? Imagine this. While you're at work or having dinner or just enjoying life, the people at Pure Diamond Auto are working a great deal on your behalf. With Pure Diamond Auto, they have a team of former sales and finance managers who know all the tricks of the trade. Call 562-PDA-7888 today for a free consultation. That's 562 732 7888. What can I say? 
I love PDA. As the season goes long. And yeah. the one key factor, LeBron gets you wide open shots. When LeBron and AD, you're about knocking them down. So and when, that's, that's another thing. William Gabriel can't do that. He can't space the floor either. And that's where I said that the uh, roster that they put together, I actually like it. I like now, can the, guy, can the guys shoot it? If they can knock it down, they're going to be wide open. Yeah. Then you're going to have to you're going to have to look at the Lakers and say, all right, they they got something going on there. I know a lot of people are sleeping on them. No one really is giving them a shot. But if everything breaks right and health stays well between LeBron and AD, yeah. you got to watch out. And they have a gritty team. Because it is LeBron. Because it is LeBron James. You have, you, have, you have Pat Bev. You add Pat Bev, right? You add Damian Jones, right? You, 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 you not Dennis Schroeder, but you get Juan Toscano Anderson and Lonnie Walker. These are gritty guys. You're talking about you have a whole second lineup of gritty people alone. It, 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 it's, it's, it's a good look. I mean, no one's expecting many things from the, from the Lakers, and that's when they usually win. Yes. <laughs> when, when you don't see them coming, they punch you in the mouth. By Christmas, you're like, wait, what was going on? By also break, you're like, wait, what happened? These guys are 15 games over 500. How'd this happen? Mike, did you finish watching the uh, Legacy? Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, this is, a, uh, you know, before we get out of here, we got to talk about Legacy. I finished it. I finished it. I had to pause it. Halfway through um, episode 10, I had to pause it. I, I couldn't stop. I, I, I had meant my eyes were just watering constantly. No tears came down my face. But it's been two years and I'm still getting like, dude, it is just. And then it's I also I, I, I also watched. Um, did you watch the Redeem Team on Netflix? I did. I saw that on so Friday or Saturday. When I watched Redeem Team, I watched them back to back. Well, I finished this because I've been watching this obviously for weeks. It's 10, 10 episode thing, 10 weeks now. I've obviously finished that after I've finished watching the Redeem Team. And the Redeem Team, if you really watch it, maybe it's maybe it's my Lakers eyes. It, look, it seemed like it was a lot about Kobe. If they they make it seem as if this was Kobe was going through a lot of turmoil. Turmoil. He was coming off losing to the to the. Actually, when he first joined the team, is before he got Pau Gasol. But when he, when he, you know, he had to join the team a year or two before they added. He was a late scratch because the team was put together two years before the Olympics, right? When they gave the rings over to Colangelo and so forth and so on. Then the year, after, and then they still get beat by uh, by was it Greece? Then they got beat by Greece, not Puerto Rico. Yeah, I think they got beat by Greece, not Spain. Yeah, Greece beat them. Greece, They're like, yeah, yeah. And, they, and it was it was it was Baby Shaq, right? And those guys That's beat right. them. Yeah, and and they're like, dude, we need to change something. And they add Kobe. Kobe comes in there with the grit. At this time, he he still hasn't won anything. Shaq already won. He's alienated a lot of people. You know, he keeps to himself. He's he's the he's the kind of guy that nobody like. They kind of wrote him this off. This is this is the, at the time where a lot of fans. Yeah, were against Kobe. Yes, where they thought he was uh, shoot, 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 yes. and me guy. this is where yeah, me guy. This is where he started going through that change. Eighty-one because, points after this, all that stuff. Yeah. Yes, this is when he was that scoring machine, and it was interesting to see that they caught that from the beginning, and then to the end, once they won the gold medal, mm-hmm. how he was really the leader of that whole He group. was the leader of the team. I do like the fact that they talked about how you had two uh, pretty much goats 
on yeah. that team. Him and LeBron, they LeBron were different roles. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And how they kind of played off each other. But yeah. in reality, it was Kobe's team. Right. They, Even LeBron acknowledged alpha, that. Yes, he was the, the alpha male yep. of everyone there. And the he story, outworked them. He, he taught LeBron. Yes, they, the, they showed the story when he went when he wanted to go to the club. Go ahead, when they go were ahead. out partying yep. in Vegas and they were coming back in at 6 o'clock in the morning and Kobe Bryant was coming out of the elevator. It just already had worked out and was headed to his second workout or something yep. like that. He, he, was and, headed, he was headed to go lift weights. And everyone that was walking in was like, what? If that guy can do it, we need to start. And slowly but surely, uh, LeBron and D-Wade joined and, 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 and they all started doing it. Chris Paul, they all started. And so he was the one, because think about it, LeBron, oh, he's great. Look at how he takes care of his body. He learned that except, from Kobe. Except one, Carmelo Anthony. He, he admitted, and he he said, admitted it. It, it, but, but his body type showed that he never yeah. put in the work. And, and which is why, why he never he, won a championship. And won. that's why he never was an old oh, dude. The guy was super talented. Yep. Offensive master at getting buckets. But he always had a ceiling because he never wanted to put the extra work in. And he so wanted to get paid the most, too. He was, he was all it, about getting those big contracts. Compared to Kobe, that was all about basketball. Um, LeBron started adjusting D Wade mm-hmm. and it, it went down that line. And yeah. I believe that helped out LeBron a lot. Yes. That's my point. To be able to get his championships, whether it was in Miami or Cleveland. So it was really interesting documentary on that redeem team. It was yeah. nice to see them give that love to Kobe because Kobe never received it's, it's funny how when someone passes away, everybody wants to give you those flowers. Yeah. But it was good to see that in the middle of his career, when he was going through that change and all the you know stuff that happened in Colorado and the stuff with Shaq and him running Shaq out of LA, for them to kind of realize like this dude's different. Mm-hmm. And all their games took something from his and they all flourished to even be better. Yeah. Except yeah. for Chris Paul. that's the thing man watching um to to learn about to learn about um to go pivot back to legacy to learn about lee who or affectionately called by her her birth mother marie when it comes to the bus family i i I didn't know about that and and that was a good wrinkle to add in there um real quick about kobe that was very emotional to relive that all over again and then to mention Gigi I just, I just get chills but the thing I wanted to highlight about Legacy that because I was like I know all these stories you know as I'm watching episode four, five, six, seven, I was like I know all these stories was, I felt like I was watching uh, 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 show what's it called what, what do you call it Showtime what's the name of the other show the, the parody uh, whatever that show is uh, Winning Time Winning I was watching time. Winning Time but not as entertaining <laughs> right but then we get into the parts when you actually start to pay attention, especially after uh, Dr. Bus passes and you hear their different recollections of things. That's where it got interesting to me. And then it made me really look at first. I do appreciate Jeannie a little bit more, but then I look at her as like, you still are someone who is a, who wants to who wants to get the praise. She's still seeking praise from her father, from the grave, and from her siblings. She wanted she wanted it so bad, which they showed on Winning Time a little bit. She wanted it. She's the only one who really wanted it. 
And then so she kind of just took it at a certain point. And I felt like the way she did it was kind of grimy, but I'm glad she did it. But it's just it, like, and I feel like she supported Phil Jackson over her own family. And I thought that was kind of messed up too. But then the other part I get, the two older brothers, uh, uh, Jimmy and, 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 and I forgot the other one's name, the oldest one. Don't, um, don't they also apologize the at the end? Yeah, I don't yeah. like those guys. I'm like, you could tell these guys are gross. They're typical rich kids, rich, spoiled kids. Who, oh my dad, my dad, and they were just complete idiots. Don't know what they're doing, don't know their ass from their ears. And 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 I see why she took over. I don't like her, I don't like I don't like how she misleads and, and I think she lies a little bit too, or she sees things from a different scope. But at the end of the day, those two guys were incompetent. Her two older brothers are incompetent, period, point blank. And it was clear. Also, final wrinkle before I let you um, finish off on it. Magic Johnson, it made it even worse to me. Love yes. Magic. And, and then and then she and then she reminded, like, what made her get over it? She's like, oh, that's Irvin. He did this back in 81 when he requested a trade. Yes. But I was like, damn, that's true. So it all went full circle. I look at Magic differently. I love the guy. I revere him. He did something similar when he was a coach as well. He just, he, he's just a flaky dude, man. And it's just he's just an in interest. And out. In yeah. And it's out. not fun for me. It's a job. It's not supposed to be fun. But, but what'd you think about it before we get out of here? So, you know, as far as the Magic point, like I was saying, he's in and out. But when it comes down to taking the credit, he's there. He's always going to take that credit. He's going to have that big smile. And he's the magic man. He, he's got, that's just who he is. Um, yeah. It was good to see them pull that curtain back a little bit. And you're able to see some of the background of what happens in that office. How they, how that whole power struggle between the brothers and sister went on. So it was good to see that through all the episodes. Um, the sister at the end was a... Nice that was a nice one. That, yeah. that was a nice wrinkle. And it was good that they included that because it also showed that she was dealing with something different besides just the pandemic and the Lakers going to the bubble and not going to the bubble. And I did like the fact that uh, Anthony Davis was talking about when they had that decision to make whether they were going to leave the bubble or not. Yeah. I, I, I thought that was really interesting. Um, how the teams all came together and I believe the Lakers were actually going to leave. Yeah, there was them and the Clippers. It was were them and the Clippers. But I don't think it was leave. actually ever, ever true. I think LeBron played them. I think LeBron played chess and they were playing checkers. Because he knew, because he, he said kind of yeah. selfishly, we had so much momentum. He knew yeah. that was a chance to win. He, he said that early, but he said we were about to lose. But then, but then he also came back after saying that and said, but what's our plan? He's like, we can leave, but then what? He put that, he put that wrinkle in there. He's like, yeah, we'll leave, but then what? And then he got Chris Paul to understand. He, he used President Obama to say, like, hey, but this is your best platform. So he, he got President Obama and Chris Paul on board. He didn't say you got to just listen. Watch it again. Listen between the lines. He never really wanted to go. He know he know his teammates wanted to go. He said, OK, I agree with y'all. But then what? He said, this is our yeah. best platform. So we got to say. And then they were the most focused team. He said, we knew it would be us or the Heat because us versus Pat Riley. So, yeah, man, it, yeah, it was actually really good. It was really good. Um, and just the end, and this goes out to all those Clipper fans that are opening their big mouths right now. Right. That right at the end, and they show all those championship trophies. Mm -hmm. Just a reminder of what a great organization, no matter how dysfunctional, still a great championship organization does. And Clipper fans, you still haven't had one. 
And they show you why. And they show you why. They tell you throughout the whole thing, because all 10 episodes, they break it down and showing what they're willing to do. They're willing to, to make those decisions that might not be, you know, they might hurt them internally, but they understand it was the best thing for the product on the court. Now, of course, they went through that time period where things weren't looking so great. That's the part I was going to get to, but go ahead. I, I'm going to get to it, that. Yeah, yeah. It, it wasn't looking so great. Like, let's go back to the 90s. Those Sedell 3 Lakers. That was, no, that was different. Because no, no, they no, were, but, but yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm using that as, as, as an example. Okay. And they gambled everything yes. to get Shaq. And so Kobe. they were, yeah, and Kobe. So they, they, they not just did it once or twice. And then they did it with this whole LeBron James thing as well. Yeah. Because they had all the young guys. Mm -hmm. And they gambled pretty much all on LeBron. Really for Anthony Davis. That was the gamble. And, and, so, and yeah. then Davis, obviously, and she talks about that as well. So yeah. very interesting. The, the part I want to get to before we get out, we've, I've been saying it for a while. But the gambling, the real gambling was, um, well, I'm sorry, not the real gambling. But um, they show you, they explain, Magic even talks about how difficult, he says, Jim, it was funny how Jim and Mitch were talking about how Magic, they knew he wasn't going to last, and da, 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 blah, blah. And I said, that's interesting because they all were highlighting was rather, rather is uh, Magic and Genie showing it's actually how difficult it is to put a championship team together. And and they thought because their dad, oh, it's, it's easy, you just, like, but it's not. It's not just yeah. who, how, it's when. It's the politics behind it. It's it, like how Magic said, "I waited outside," and is all, and no one came to the team until Magic. It's, it's so much politics behind it. It's so much people didn't take Jim seriously. He was portrayed in the league as, as a clown, so no one would yes. come there. Remember, I remember that vividly during the times people wouldn't even they, they wouldn't even take interviews with the Lakers. I remember when they couldn't get Lamarcus Aldridge. It was so much Correct. stuff. It's things. It's things in the background, and they explain that, and that's the same thing that the Clippers go through, and and that's why it's hard. They needed Jerry West to even come there to even help them get to the idea of probably winning a championship. But it's so many other nuances in line to why the Lakers continue to win. And I'll show you how hard it is. That That's what the Warriors becoming the new Lakers. Yes. With Lakers, yes. Because it's the people in the front office and the way they build and how smart they build. And now they have a system set up to where it's how they draft and so forth. And so on the free agencies, the, the crew deals, man, who to, who to pay and who not to pay. Mike, it's all those things. Uh, off topic, we have to talk about it before we go. What? Draymond Green, come on! Uh, How are we not going to talk about because, this? Because well, because it's just a non-starter, um, and I didn't want to harp on it too long. We had so many other things we talked. We talked about football for over an hour, but um, with Draymond, it's like it's Draymond being Draymond, and this stuff does happen all the time. I think the one thing because it's a public embarrassment. I think it'll be difficult for them in the locker room and in practice. When it comes game time, it's still going to be. Now, the question is going to be is, is this going to hurt them re-signing him? Because I think what was already hurting him was the fact that Moody and Kaminga's coming along and they they could save a lot of money going to Young Tal to go moving forward than going to old Draymond after this season. So, look, one we'll just touch this real quick. I think this might be the end of Draymond in Golden State. Yeah, he's going to be a Laker next year. Because if you really sit there and think about it, he literally cost them those finals when they were up 3-1 against LeBron and Cleveland. Possibly. You know, possibly. Yeah. Then he ran Durant out of there. <laughs> yep. Technically, I mean, we yeah, already thought Durant was going to leave, but he didn't help. He didn't help, exactly. And now this. And yeah. the worst part about this is that the video leaked. 
and it people got so to bad. see it with their own eyes. This now, is the thing. Hold on, hold on. Before you go on, now you, you let's stick with that. The video leaked from a private practice, and we are yet to hear about anybody being reprimanded. Any we we haven't we don't know who leaked it. We haven't heard about anybody losing a job or fired anything. And Twitter would have caught on to it. Who's to say that the organization and leaking themselves to go ahead and muddy the waters so that way they don't have it's, to repay them? It's exactly where I was going. Go ahead, sorry. That's exactly where my point, Mike. That I really think that his time in Golden State might be coming to an end. Yeah. Don't be surprised if they trade him. Because remember, I say trade him. He only has a year they, left yeah. of his contract, and, and he has the option. Yeah. Remember, he—they're the type of organization that are looking two, three years ahead. Always, always, they're your new age Lakers now. And if they trade him, Lakers don't get him. Well, no, I, I'm not. I'm not. I don't even think he would fit with the Lakers no. based on what they have. I don't want um, him anyway. Now, yeah, but I, I really do see Golden State probably moving on from him. Absolutely. I think that I think the headache is starting to become bigger and real for them. That they're like, and just that video getting out. Yeah, it, it or them putting it out there is already setting up that that stage for him to exit. Yeah, yeah, I think he's gone, man. He's definitely gone. But anyways, man, <laughs> this was this was a this was a one for the books. Probably the this is a, a good show, but a long show. This is just definitely a good drive, driving to work and driving back home for work, people. <laughs> but anyways, man, yeah, we, we got to get out of here on, on that, man. I appreciate you, Tony, for coming on, man. Any last words? Hey, on to week six in the NFL. Here we come. Thursday night, man. another garbage bowl we're going to have on Thursday night. Who, who plays? It's the Commanders versus... Oh, God, I had it off the top of my head, but it's a garbage game. The Commanders. <laughs> That's week six, right? <laughs> yeah, next, this Thursday, Commanders versus, oh, God. I'll find it for you. Because I, I laughed about it. <laughs> oh, they ever played the Commanders it. on Thursday. Exactly. So, so you're going to follow up. Oh, versus the Bears. Wow. Versus the Bears. There you go. <laughs> In Chicago. Jesus so H. Christ. One, ver one, four versus two, three. Good. Nice. So. Yeah, that's yeah. Prime is getting screwed. I, I think they said the number was Prime is paying like sixteen billion or sixteen million a game or something like that. That was the average sixteen, seventeen million dollars a game, and they getting these games. Lord have mercy. I think it's to do away with Thursday night games. Thursday night games are bad for the game. You know, they added another week, and then you started doing Thursday nights for the whole season versus doing it for Thanksgiving on going on. So the Thursday night games are bad for player safety. So yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think Thursday night games should come after the bye week. So then you're coming fresh off a bye, play a Thursday night game. Okay, I can see that. Both teams coming off buys. That's yep. how, that's the only way that it can make sense to me. But don't say you play on Sunday night and then play again, which is what happened with your well, Denver. They played yep. Sunday night and then played play Thursday. Yep. Miami played Sunday, then played Thursday, and Tua had a concussion. And you know they need to change that. They, it, it, yeah. I think the only time you should play on Thursday is coming off of a bye. They should move that game to Saturday. No, can't go against college. Nope, Why nope, not? Because nope. they're, they're so, the NFL. That's, that's they're the NFL. They, no, they can do whatever do they want. You, you don't want to do that. You're setting yourself up for failure. You, you said the NFL. You messed up with the your ticket world, prices. We just live. We just live. I think that's being too <laughs> presumptive. I think the NFL feels comfortable going against every sport except for themselves, in a sense. Mike, because all right, I'm just saying. Them, you put them on Saturday night. Nobody watches the Pac-12. Okay. 
It's it Pac-10 again now. Uh, well, yeah. No one watches them. But anyway. USC and UCLA be out of there very soon. If you say so. <laughs> Remember, but, they're going to the Big Ten. I thought they're already in the Big Ten, Big 12, yeah, but whatever the, it is. Two years from now, they start that. Oh, I thought they start already. That's my bad. No, no, no. So, so that's dominant. what I'm saying. Yeah, so. Well, anyways, man. It was fun. We gotta do it. We're gonna do it. We're gonna do it again sometime this season. But oh, it, good, it, we had to get it in, man. We got it in. It was too much going on for Monday Night Football. Both of our teams took up at least 20, 30 minutes of the show. But anyways, man. Um, man, good having you on. Appreciate you guys. Thank y'all for listening. You've been listening to the time is now. Enjoy the rest of your day, people. We do not have the rights to this music. Wow, wow. Uh-huh. Dang. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Some other doghouse battle cat collaboration right here. You know this mother thing got to be. Straight West Coast stand. Peep the script. I bang with the gang that don't need no intro We run from East Long Beach to West South Central Credentials to kick flows and rip shows Dip foes and pimp while the end don't blow You know that West Coast low mentality Focused on reality but living in a whole nother galaxy We keep a straight horrible board to spot Bang and snatch chains in the parking lot Don't matter, it still be fine together Pick about the thickest and I got to have her It's routine and cool clean, let's hit the show You know we all f- once they flinch the pole Rip the satin in my hand, pack the gat on my lap Cause it's hating when you're skating and your pockets is fat Don't act for a minute like you ass surprised Just recognize the real way the gangsters ride If it ain't chronic, don't blaze it up And if it ain't a Chevy, don't race it up You know we keep it banging, don't fake the fun So all the real stay gangsted up We making paper suckers only claim to touch By sticking to the script and never changing up You know we keep it banging, don't fake the fun Keep it real, motherfuckers stay gangsted up It's going down, motherfuckers Like that, sound like Battle Cat And upstairs with that And the night don't stop I hope nobody don't call the cops It don't stop the beat to make it pop lock Not better yet, cuz it's to keep your Glock cock You think I'm tripping? Fool, I ain't bull You better read up on this head to keep the Lakers non-fiction Watch out for the friction This West Coast on mine and f*** anybody dissing Listen, doghouse out cause I'm a gangsta crib See walking, holding on the extra clip Now you wanna be a friend but you gon' make me unload and slap the other clip in, reload You wanna go toe-to-toe, set my pistol down on the ground, on the pound? Hell no! I'm saying gangster up, cause it just lives in me And when I've seen enough, I guess that's when I'll free somebody Once everyone really see, don't speak on me don't speak on me, honey. I won't stop, so let me be yeah. We all from the street, somebody I'm a Long Beach Eastside, mad lunatic Gang bang slapper, out to get a grip On the grind, getting mine, ask the homies on the nine Two, oh, you know, we still on two toe Real feel this, let's get rich Under the sun, with the young two ones TLC, and all the DPGs Down for whatever, whoever wanna see me now you're looking like me, I guess you wanna be me now It take a whole lot to be Snoop Eagle Dub You gotta put it down and always stay G'd up All-star shoes with the G apparel If I fall in the club, I might bust a pair of Stacey apps You never catch me looking R&B I might be in a three-piece suit looking way OG Blazing the apps with the homie cat A rough dog, 
Cause I love putting hustlers on the map I keep it gangster for show though, low And always got the motherfucking dodo smoke For all my lows and kin folks, this is for y'all what up? Let me hit something, dog. Beware my click <laughs> We hopping and dropping Nothing but the gangster If it ain't chronic, don't blaze it up And if it ain't a Chevy, don't raise it up You know we keep it banging, don't fake the fun For all my real to stay gangsted up We making paper suckers only claim the touch By sticking to the script and never changing up You know we keep it banging, don't fake the fun Keep it real, my stay gangsted up Doghouse Something for the 9-5 plus 4 pennies Trade E, go to low Battle cat on the beat Busted for life, what? Yeah, yeah. Westside, yeah. You can't spell the West without the ES. Oh, yeah, we connecting, y'all. That's how we do it. And we out. See ya. How does somebody walk in there, Joy? How does how? Do, how do... Got... We only have five minutes because she has to go. But, uh, but go fuck that! I don't give a fuck about the other interview. I'm standing here because I know I'm talking to a lot of black kids. There you go. That's right. Take the question again. How does somebody walk in there, Joy? Live on purpose. Mm. Mm. Oh God, just don't go willy nilly through this. It's called life. Look what we have, the planet. Oh God, y'all, I've been over the, all over the world. It's so beautiful. I just got back from the Himalayan mountain range. I saw Everest. Mm. God damn. Took a helicopter. I saw the base camp, you know, where they start to climb the summit. Mm -hmm. We saw a few of them going up. Y'all know I wanted to climb that mountain when I was 13. Wow. There were commercials on TV that the tallest man in the world, the tallest this, and they showed Everest. And that's when I didn't know I was bipolar. Because when you're in a state, you shop. You know, you're manic. Everything's big. You're immune to danger. And there I was looking at Everest, the little poor girl from Kenlock, Missouri. Mm. I went to the Taj Mahal, there I was. I went to Angkor Wat in Cambodia. I went to the Grand Mosque in Abu Dhabi mm -hmm. and Petra in Jordan. All cultural treasures of the world. We shouldn't destroy this. Mm. Human beings have got to be nicer. Live on purpose, y'all. Mm. Do your homework. Do the work, write it down, what you wanna do today. How you gonna be nice? How can I be nice today? Mm -hmm. What the road rage, the 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 the, the stain for your coworkers? Mm -hmm. I told you last time, you gotta be happy on your way to happy. Don't think you're gonna get there, and then I'm happy. Oh look what I got! No, you're the same piece of shit you were when you started. That's right. If anything, it makes it worse. Absolutely. And what gives you that joy? What gives you the most joy? Is it acting? Is it activism or is it traveling? Or is it something that you haven't mentioned? 
What's more ex- exciting to me right now than anything is that I can look at you all, all of you that call me auntie, and know that the only thing I can do for you is live my best life. Yes, look at me. I take care of myself. You think this is easy? I'm in Pilates. I'm in, you know, yoga. I eat as well as I can. Stop eating all that fried chicken. It's so sick of seeing my fellow sisters walking down the street and they can't even get around. Mm-hmm. What, are you going to die and leave your children here for somebody to molest? Keep your ass healthy. Stop it. Come out of them dark rooms with all that depression. Stop yourself. You go get some help. But you can start by journaling. What do I want? Mm-hmm. Who am I? And if you don't know, make some shit up. <laughs> <laughs> when did you first start going to therapy? Well, I was 33 years old. Okay. I spent half my life depressed mm. and manic as hell. Did you know it was depression? Absolutely not. It was normal. That's right. I cried every night of my life. Well... There were some nights I had sex, and that was all right. <laughs> I didn't cry that night. I was like, Merry Christmas. Hey, you ever cried over some yeah. bad sex? Like, ugh. Bad sex? Like, I wish the fuck he would. Not as I was like... <laughs> <laughs> no, I was in my 20s then. You get it up or get stabbed. I wish a bitch would... Get up or I get wish stabbed. a bitch would bring a limp dick in my house when we were that young. What? Nigga, please. I believe we've um, broached this before. Uh, those of you who don't know, you haven't been following the show closely since its genesis. Um, you know that I suffer from uh, bipolar condition, uh, manic depressant, and uh, so forth. I've attempted uh, several accounts of suicide. Never, never successful. Thank God. and um, I fought the urges to take medication for many years I even posted a video on uh, Facebook many years ago um, probably like 2015 or something like that um, contesting how I don't need the poison and I and I get it I I still uh, have mixed feelings about the medication I I, I don't know if that is sustainable for long periods of time uh, I tend to forget to take them. I go binges or I go multiple days without taking them, which is actually also very unhealthy um, because there's side effects when you don't continuously take it, which I, which is another reason why I don't like taking it. I think that's weird that if something you need to put in your body every day, then you can have, in essence, withdrawals um, by not taking it. I get like headaches and stuff like that. And then one of the side effects of some of these medications is suicide. Like, okay, that's that's weird. It's supposed to stop you from wanting to have that. So, being very transparent, uh, knowing why I started to take it, uh, I, I recall a day, I, I shared this with you guys before, but like I said, this is your first time. Here you go. Um, there was a day, you know, I was living on my own. I had my daughter. Uh, she was about three at the time. And she was staying with me and... I remember getting her, um, giving her something to eat, um, helped her use the restroom, right? And she had an iPad. She had it for about a year now. Um, 
I got it to her for Christmas on her second Christmas. I got her an iPad. And um, and I'm just laying in bed. I can't move. I'm like paralyzed in a sense where um, TV's on. I'm just laying, not sleep, just laying in bed. And my daughter, she's three. She said, Daddy, Daddy, get up. Get up, Daddy. And I just lay there. And I remember her curling up with her iPad and just laying next to me all day. And it was in that moment, not at that time, but as I go back and think of that moment, I realized that's unhealthy where I'm unable to take care of my daughter the way she needs to. Um, luckily, she was just such a great child. She just laid next to me. She, she, I don't know if she's an empath or whatever. She was just able to absorb that and be there for me at three. Right? That's not how things should be. And so because of that, um, I said, I need to take the necessary steps and getting the healing that I need so that way I can be a better father for her. I remember one of my therapists, he got me a book called An Unquiet Mind by Ked Redfield Jameson. It's a memoir of moods and madness. Now, this woman, she talks about her own healing and her own journey and path of not taking medication and, and seeing her her highs and her lows. That's one of the things about being bipolar. See, this is the thing. It's like we all know that cocaine is bad for you, right? I've never taken it and I don't want to. It's like um, <laughs> I compare cocaine to Crocs. Let me tell you why. People tell me how great Crocs are and they're amazing. But then I look at them and say, you got this nasty looking booger thing on your foot. You look like an idiot. Now, if you are a nurse or, or a doctor, that's OK. If you are a teacher, that's OK. You're on your feet all day. You're not here to set fashion trends. But when I see my thugger brothers, my brothers in these streets, these dudes we sagging our pants, we used to say, hey, cuz every up and down the streets. And now you're over here with some Crocs. And then you got the audacity, the mitigated gall to put the little pendants, the little things they have on them. And I'm like, bruh. And they said, bro, you got to try them on. And I'm like, I don't want to try them on. I ain't going to try them on because then I know I'm going to like it. And I'm going to be looking stupid like y'all. <laughs> Cocaine's the same thing. Cocaine, they, they, I never had it. I'm just telling you from what I heard is that you're always chasing that first high. You're always chasing that first. And they said that initial high. That's why people, I'm like, why do people get, they get addicted to it because they tried it. The devil made them try. They got, oh, come on, just try. You just want to try, just try. And they tried it and they got hooked. Lamar Odom had a story about it. He said, he said it was the best orgasm he ever had. I'm not trying to talk somebody into it. I'm telling you, you'll never get that high again. So don't do it because then you get addicted and then you keep chasing it. And all you do is put yourself in the worst uh, situation uh, physically and, and, and your health. Your health is depleting because you're chasing a high that you'll never get again. Bipolarism is similar to that, to where those days when you have those highs, those highs are amazing. And you need no coffee, you need no drugs to achieve it. You just have this one day, your chemical imbalance is out of whack, and you are on cloud nine, baby. It's amazing. It's amazing. You're sitting here, and you're the life of the party. Everybody wants to be around you. Oh, Mike is so funny. Oh, he's all this. Oh, he's that. He's all these good things. But you're not there for my dark hours. 
those days when you're thinking about ending it all and why am I here? What's the meaning of this? They'll all be better off without me. Me and my fits of rage and I'm sitting here and I'm fighting people for the littlest things. Things didn't go my way and now I want to kill you. Literally, not figuratively, literally. See, I take this medication to be a better father for my daughter, but also to be present for her. What does that mean? If I have a moment where I'm really manic depressed or I'm having a, a tremendous mood swing in the wrong direction, and it, I'll get to why they're both the wrong direction to have extremes, but let's just focus on this part first. Having that huge mood swing in the wrong direction where now I'm super sad, I'm super down, and I just want to end it all. Now I'm not present for my daughter because I'm dead and I'm gone. The days when I'm super angry for the littlest things and I want to go ahead and literally choke the life out of you, I own weapons and then I kill you. Speaking of which, I wasn't unable to get it for five years after my incident in 2013. I was un So when I finally was able to get one during the pandemic, it was like a sense of achievement saying that I am now whole. I am someone who's better. I'm better. The fact that they allow me to carry one and I'm going to make sure I'm responsible by that by taking my medication. But that's neither here nor there. I digress. If I do that, then I'm locked away and I'm no longer here for my daughter. See, I had to find my anchor was going to tie me down to make sure I'm going to do the right thing so I can be the right person for her. Because she did not ask to be born. So it's unfair for me to do things selfishly just because I don't want to take medication, just because I don't want to take the necessary steps it takes to be better. Be my best self for her, not for me. Because if it was up to me, I'd be gone already. But because of her, I have to be my best self because by me being my best self gives her the opportunity for her to maximize her full potential. By the mistakes or by the decisions I make would directly affect my child. And that's unfair. So I made the decision and I continue to make the decision every single day. That's what it's like. And it's a struggle. And any of you who may exude any of those things, get the help that you need. Take the necessary steps. It's like a daily exercise. It's a discipline. It's a way of life. And it doesn't mean that something's wrong with you. It just means you're built a little differently. And you have different levels of maintenance. You have different care that you need. It's like a car. It's like anything else. Certain things need different levels of care. And you just need different levels of care. And those days when you can go to extreme, when you say it's the good side, when you have the manic highs, what do you do? You have erratic spending. You do erratic things. You do things that you normally shouldn't do if you're a normal <laughs> person in society when you have budgets and things of that nature now you don't blow your whole rent on something flashy and fun gotta keep it under control it's something i've been dealing with for a number of years and uh, i don't know if i know my brother was diagnosed as a manic depressant so i was diagnosed as a 5150 my brother and my cousin both lost their battle i continuously fight mine every day that's why I got them tatted on my arm. So we're both born to my dying day. And I'm gonna keep on representing for y'all. Nothing wrong with you. You're not crazy because you're a little different. It just means you need more care. 
take the time love yourself enough to get that care because there's a lot of people out here who will miss you if you don't until next time you can win as long as you keep your head to the sky be optimistic well, that's it this week, guys. Thank you all for rocking me once again. Another great show as a part two, two, two. We never had a part two. All right, all right, all right, somebody. A part two episode. Thank you, Tony, for coming through and dropping those gems for everyone. The music choice for today's episode was G'd up by the East Siders. East Siders, go ahead and give that some spins, give that some turns. Remember, if you like the show, of course, like it. And of course, of course, share. And of course, of course, subscribe. Now it's time for our final word. Here is a trustworthy saying. Whoever aspires to be an overseer desires a noble task. Now the overseer is to be above reproach, faithful to his wife, temperate, self-controlled, respectable, hospitable, able to teach, not given to drunkenness, not violent, but gentle, not quarrelsome, not a lover of money. He must manage his own family well and see that his children obey him. And he must do so in a manner worthy of full respect. If anyone does not know how to manage his own family, how can he take care of God's church? He must not be a recent convert, or he may become conceited and fall under the same judgment as the devil. He must also have a good reputation with outsiders so that he will not fall into disgrace and into the devil's trap. 1 Timothy 3, 1 through 7. Remember, spread love, share love, embrace love for God, his love. Until next time, peace. And you'll be inspired to reach higher.